My cell phone, which is something that you are getting addicted to, I am addicted to. We all have them. We all have them, and they're great, but it is something that we have got to learn how to detach from. And Before we get started, have you gotten my free ebook, Five Powerful Steps to Win Your Morning? Go to the success.life forward slash five powerful steps. This ebook has five powerful strategies you can implement right away to help you have more energy, clarity, and focus, and accomplish more in less time. Go to the success.life forward slash five powerful steps and get your copy today. Welcome to the Intentional Leadership Podcast. This podcast will help you break through the barriers holding you back from the true life of significance you are meant to live. I'm your host, Janelle Bruland, and I invite you to join me each month as I share leadership lessons and specific strategies to transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life. As a high-achieving entrepreneur, there was a time when I was overwhelmed doing all of the things and found myself overworked and overcommitted. Through the power of intention, I learned how to shift my mindset and create success habits to achieve a healthy work-life balance and true joy in my life. Now I'm here to help you do the same. Don't just be the CEO of your business, be the CEO of your life. Let's get started. Well, hello and welcome to the Intentional Leadership Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a hot topic, and that is, can you unplug from your devices? I'm here holding, if you're watching, my cell phone, which is something that you are getting addicted to, I am addicted to. We all have them. We all have them and they're great, but it is something that we have got to learn how to detach from. And the reason we're doing this podcast today is because we had a challenge on social media asking the question, can you unplug from your devices for 24 hours? And people thought that was impossible. Right, it's impossible to stop for 24 hours doing something so menial and I mean talk about addicted yes I mean that's scary right right and I think that if we can't do 24 hours I mean we really should be able to do a week right or a month or something I don't know what the time frame would be but it certainly should be 24 hours should be easy yes exactly so we're going to talk today about seven ways to a digital detox okay well, this subject came up because I actually was finishing up my work day and happened to look down at my phone and I got this notification and it said, your screen time is up 27% this week. Wow. Yeah. I thought, really? I didn't think that, that I had spent more time on my computer. And of course, you know, sometimes your, your technology can, can help give you helpful advice. And this was one <laughs> thing that I was kind of interested in. I looked at it and yes, sure enough, I'd spent a lot more time on, on, on my iPhone, on my computer, on okay. you know, Google searches and things like that. So I decided I'm gonna put my phone away for the evening. I'm gonna put it away. So I ended up putting it in the bedroom to charge and, and dinner was great. We had a nice dinner together, didn't really think about it. And then after dinner, I went to grab my phone and realized I didn't have it near me. It was in the bedroom. And I thought, oh, that's right. I'm not going to be on my phone tonight. And then this continued to happen through the evening. I continued to reach for my phone over and over again. And then went, oh, that's right. And I went, wow, I'm addicted to this. Can you relate? Well, the other issue is 
for you, you're on your phone so you can adjust the lights, adjust the sound when you're playing music in the house, putting, you know, turning the air conditioning on or the heat on. So you're constantly using this as a tool. Right. And so for you to put it away before you go to bed or at a time where you are actually probably going to use it more than other times even during the day, mm -hmm. that would be challenging. Right, right. Well, and, and you know and I know that it's actually harmful. I mean, technology is designed to addict us. And right. there, was a, there was a great book that we had referenced. Yeah, what, What's what, the book? What was his name? Uh, Adam Alter. And he was, uh, the rise of the addicted technology in the business of keeping us hooked. That's the name of the book. Mm. So he wrote about how technology is made to addict us, made for us to want more. I mean, just think about you know, kids at a restaurant or you at a restaurant, everybody's on their phone and you want more. Or you put it down for the evening and you want more. And right. it, it's, it just feels good to be around it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like it used to be. You know, it, back when technology was first around, did you care? But now, because it's so easy, so accessible, and they make you want it more that, you know, he found in his research, he's a psychologist at NYU, business professor as well, he found in his research that the companies, the companies that you're probably watching or listening this on through, are making it so that we want it more right. and more and more. It gives you that dopamine hit. You get that, those right. likes on Instagram and that, that makes you feel good, that feel good hormone, and then you wanna do it again. And you may just start casually on it, even playing some of these games that we do. <laughs> and um, I'm, you know, we're doing Duolingo right now to learn Spanish and that's on the phone and it's fun, but it's this game and they give you these rewards and you get these extra points. And if you accomplish this, then you get this, this gold star and you move up a level and just all these things. The notifications that, that come through your phone. Yeah, oh, you did, too. Oh, you have 72 days in a row. Right. Oh, don't miss out on another day. Right. All it takes is three minutes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's a challenge. Mm -hmm. And you know, as, as a tool, it's more addicting or as addicting as drugs. Right, and right. And that's where it gets scary. Yes, and society accepts it. I mean, you and I, I mean, we see people on our phones and working on our devices. We don't really think anything of it, but it's as addictive as an addictive substance. And so right. I think that's what we wanted to talk about and remind you what are some of the harmful things that we need to be aware of. And then we're gonna talk about seven ways that, that you can do a digital detox and we're gonna do a digital detox as well, why it's important. So what are some of the things that technology addiction, what, what does it cause for us? Well, the first one is that it, it distracts us and it distracts us from doing our job, being in a relationship with family, driving, you know, there's so many things that it can distract us from that mm -hmm. it's, it's really scary. Really being able to be present with mm. one another. I yeah. mean, that constant distraction of, of phones is, is really frustrating because you can be having, you probably can think of a time where you've been having a conversation with even a client or a good friend and they get a notification on their phone and they immediately pick it up and look at it. Well, how important do you feel when that happens? Right, and that directly goes to the mood. Yeah. You know, you pull that up or you're sitting with somebody and wow, somebody didn't like that or mm -hmm. they made a negative comment or, you know, you just, it doesn't feel good. Right, right. So. And I think introverts, for everyone, but introverts especially, it can really cause this social 
isolation. If I know we've seen this in kids um, growing up with technology, but it happens to adults too, where you spend more time on your phone and you spend more time on social media and you're following everybody, you're commenting on social media, but you're not spending as much time actually present physically in relationship. And that's really harmful. That social right. isolation isn't good for anyone. We're as human beings designed for community. That's how we thrive. It's so important to our well-being. Right. And I think that it's been magnified here recently. And so if you're not at work physically mm -hmm. because people are working from home. And More then often, yep. you're on your phone and on your device and the human interaction is, is like melting away. Mm -hmm. So it's scary. Exactly. Asleep can mm. be a, an issue. Mm -hmm. if, if you're having problems with sleep, it may be because you're spending too much time on technology. Now, you know, we've all heard that in order to improve sleep, get off of your devices at night. Those blue lights can keep you awake, thinking you're telling your circadian rhythm that it's the middle of the day, there's things to be doing, and it doesn't allow your body to settle down. But you can really look at the day overall. If you're not getting out in the sunlight, if you're constantly on your device, on your computer, locked away in an office, that you're, you're not going to get the sleep that you need to, and that's from technology addiction. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, I want to learn. You want to learn. So you want to be on your Duolingo or uh, YouTube University or whatever it is. Right. And you feel like, oh, well, but I, this is a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not a binge on Netflix, but it's still impacting the sleep. Exactly. And that's yep. the hard part is, yep. is balancing that. Yeah, and that's the word right there. And I think that's what we work with most with our entrepreneurial clients is to learn about balance. So technology can be a good thing, but too much of it makes it a bad thing. And so all of us, in order to have really, to be our healthiest self, to be the best version of ourselves, we need to have this balance with technology. Mm -hmm. And that means that you and I, we need to unplug from it. So let's talk about seven ways that you can do a digital detox to really be able to detox your body and your mind from technology and come back refreshed. Perfect. Well, the first one is schedule a block of time that you do not have technology. And when you do it at sleep, does that count? Well, I think that that's something <laughs> we should always do. I, I think, you know, statistics show that what is it, over 80% of people have their, their smartphones right next to their beds and they're looking at their phones first thing in the morning. So I think that's definitely a good rule at bedtime is just to have your cell that phone does, yeah. away. Um, but I would say t technically, I wouldn't think that that counts. So it's not an eight hour block? No, oh, okay. <laughs> I think that it means you need to schedule that block. And Whatever this looks like for you. Now, if this is something that you really struggle with, and if, if me saying, can you put away the challenge that we did on social media not too long ago, can you detox? Can you be away from your devices for 24 hours? And people freaked out. Mm -hmm. So if that feels like you can't do it, then what kind of block of time can you do? How can you create a block of time for yourself? And maybe do this with a friend. Uh, but start scheduling blocks of no technology. Decide what it is that you can do and actually schedule a block of time. Is that the evenings for you? Is there a time in the morning where you say, I'm not going to get on my phone before 9 a.m. or whatever that may look like? So think about what you can do there. Yeah, and I think something is that you know your workouts are on your phone. Because I was thinking, oh, at least there's an hour while I'm at the gym or outside working out 
But then I realize that I have it. Right. Because it's telling me time for 10 more burpees, take 10 second break. Mm. And so I'm using my phone. So technically, technically, I'm technically on technology. That's true. So that's, that's true. Yeah. And, and something that I did, did recently that I, I shared with you, I think, is I realized that that typical block from technology in my exercise was all of my workouts were actually on my phone because my, my fitness trainer, my fitness coach had sent them to me on my phone. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to write this out mm. and I'm going to post it on the wall in the gym and just have it that way. And so that was just a simple way. So there's simple things that, that you can do. Yeah. Um, number two. So number one was start scheduling blocks of no technology. And number two is turn off the notifications. Okay, we were just with our um, one of our team members the other day and you were in a meeting and her notifications kept going off and it was Constantly. just totally distracting. Right. The buzzing and the beeping and the, it's just, there isn't anything that that is that important that you need those notifications on. Right. Right. And so I don't even have my phone on ring anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, if I happen to notice it ring, great. If you're calling, great. If texting, that's fine. But I don't, it's not even on buzz anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I've turned all of the notifications off. That's good. Except for, uh, you know, maybe the basketball games. <laughs> yeah, so, so turn those off. So do you have any on your devices right now? Make a note to, to turn those off because really, not only does that keep you constantly on technology, but that's an incredible distraction as we talked about right. before. And if you're in the middle of, say, an important work project, and you keep getting distracted by a no notification of a new email coming in or a text message that comes in, it pulls you away from the work at hand and it literally takes you 20 minutes to get back to your task. So imagine the loss of productivity that you're having if you're doing that. Right. Right. So super important. I think the next one is ask for help. Yes. It's hard to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. And so hold each other accountable, ask for a friend to help family, right. whatever that right. might be. Yeah. I think that that's a, that's a really good idea. And one of the things that we've set as a rule at the dinner table, so talk about bringing family together is we said, okay, no technology at the table. And then that's something that you can agree to together and hold each other accountable. Um, another way is to work with, you know, most of you as, as entrepreneurs have an executive assistant or somebody in your office who helps you out, help them help you with this so that you're not constantly interrupted with technology. Um, even if you have a coworker that you can share things with and just say, hey, I'm taking this block of time where I'm gonna work on a project and so will you cover my calls during that particular time? Mm -hmm. And just to really protect you from that and also it helps you be a lot more productive too. So partnering yeah. with somebody in it really, really makes a big difference. And it's, and it's hard if you're with someone and you're trying to be away from technology and they're on technology. Right, yeah, and that's really, it's a challenge. And the other side of that is if you don't have somebody to hold you accountable, the airplane mode button. Mm. then you're responsible for yourself. Right. I know that's a foreign concept anymore, but right. no, that's, that's <laughs> click good. that. So if you don't have that person in your life, hit airplane mode and block it out. And what's fun is when you do that, you forget. And right. And then all of a sudden it's been two hours and you're like, why didn't I get any phone calls? Yes. Why, why is my notification? You know, and sure enough, there's 42 texts from family. You know? <laughs> 
So. Yes. So number three was ask others for help. And number four, do one mindful activity a day. Mm. So what does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> You're really good at it. I'm better at it. But doing a mindful activity is just put the phone down, go out and... For you, it'd be like, say, meditation and or for me, or it's exercise for both of us, but do something that just, you stop. Mm -hmm. This morning, you did a mindful activity before you even left the bed. Right, right. So mindfulness is really about being present where exactly you are and not be thinking about the future, not be thinking of the past, but really just being where you are, present and aware without judgment of what's going on right now. And that's so hard to do. So if you can pick a mindful activity, even one a day that you do, like Graham mm -hmm. said, meditation, um, you can be mindful washing the dishes, just right. not, not doing, I have a, a blog and a podcast we've done on, on the importance of doing one thing at a time. We're, we're always trying to do all these different things at once. We're on maybe the phone with one of our kids while we're washing the dishes, while we're cooking dinner, and we've got all these things going on at the same time. So just wash the dishes and just focus on the, the process of using the soap and scrubbing the dish and just enjoy that simple activity. Be right. mindful of drinking your cup of coffee. This is every morning I savor this and you can just drink your coffee and just enjoy that mindful activity. So it doesn't have to be anything big. Right. Yeah. But even if you could pick one a day, got some other examples. Well, I was just, your coffee reminded me you're mindful eating. Oh, man. I, I oh, win. Man. I, I mean, win you, on this. Yeah. You started mindful eating and I am done. I've done the dishes. I have started. I'm halfway through four chapters in a book and you're still <laughs> chomping away. It's like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, well, this is something, <laughs> yeah, as a, as a mindful coach, uh, mindfulness coach now, and I've been studying Ayurveda and I was reminded of the importance of our health in being mindful in our activities. And one of the biggest problems that, that people have is, is an issue with their digestion and things just really not working properly. And a big problem with that is the way that we handle food because we're not sitting down and mindfully having a meal. We typically, and, and you know, raise your hand if you're thinking about this, do you stand at the counter and quickly throw food down at lunchtime or even at dinner while you're working on emails or while you're on a phone call or things like that? I've been guilty of that too. And I've really been working on actually us sitting down together for dinner, having a pleasant conversation, nothing heavy that we're talking about, and just enjoying our food. And you're right. You need to work on this. No, no, no. <laughs> you need to speed up. I got things to do. <laughs> so mindful eating. Yes, that's good. Well, I think we've spent uh, enough time on do one mindful activity yeah. a day. And this is, right. this is definitely um, something that I'm pretty passionate about, as, as you can tell. Well, the next one's get back to paper. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. And you're that. really good at that too. I still really like, I think both of us yeah, do, really do. like the physical book. 
Oh yeah. The book, the journal, the just, mm -hmm. there's something about reading, even a beach read. It's like, Oh, I, don't, I love right. to have the paper in front of me and right. And you know, I we read a lot on the Kindle yes. just because it's, it's easy and convenient. And if you're traveling, you can throw four or five books on it. But there's nothing like an old-fashioned magazine that you can just open up and the you can feel the texture of the book and the smell of the ink and right. I right. love it. Yes. So a suggestion for you is. How about in planning that next trip or that next book that, that you want to bring or read, maybe a self-development book or a fun fiction, instead of downloading it or listening to it on, even on audio, why don't you get the physical book? Why don't you go to a local bookstore and support a local bookstore and actually go and physically buy a book? Yeah. I used to do this all the time when we were traveling. I would go to the airport and it was one of my favorite places to go to the airport bookstore and just the smell of the books and touch and feel the new books and, and grab a new book to read on the plane. So suggestion for you, get a physical book in mm -hmm. the next month. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Especially right now in the summer. Right. And then, like you said, get back to paper, just the journaling. Um, there's some great adult coloring books out there right now, even just being able to work on that. It's fun to color with your kids, just doing those kind of activities where you're back to, to paper. So rather than playing a computer game, which I know can be fun with your kids, uh, do some coloring with them or some other activity where you're using your hands versus being on technology. Well, I guess card games is paper. Card games, board games. But then that kind of leads us into the number six, which is do something fun. Mm. And so, you know, you could paint on paper but, right? or play with cards, but do something fun is number six. Yes. Yeah. We did this not too long ago that it was actually our daughter's idea to do mm -hmm. a painting night. Um, and so that was really fun. So we, we had our technology away and she organized the whole thing. She went and bought these white canvas boards that we could work on and we had to come up with a theme and then we had all of these different paints and we, we just painted till our hearts were content. We did that for a couple of hours. It was, it was really fun and it was relaxing. It was a great disconnect. You really both just made fun of me is all. That's why you had fun. Well, let's say that um, it like came a Van little bit more naturally to us perhaps. I'm like Van Gogh, it's a little <laughs> darker, deeper passionate painting. I think you had some things that needed to get out on the canvas and that's good. You know, that's good. But that was one great way to get out of technology. It and, was. Um, as we're recording this podcast, it's summertime mm -hmm. and what a great time of year to get out and just do something physical. We live near the ocean. So getting out on a kayak or paddleboard, boating with the family. I mean, those are great ways. I mean, not a good idea to have your phone with you out on the paddleboard. So, you know, do those things that it's really not a good idea to have your phone with. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hiking. We had a lot of family in town over the last mm -hmm. little bit and mm -hmm. everybody went hiking every single day up, up in the mountains. That so, was fun. Yeah. Right. Was yeah. That was an, another thing for sure. So what's something that you love to do that is, would be completely without technology that you don't need technology for. So hmm. think about some things, take some of the ideas that we shared or, or write your own down. What's something fun that you haven't done in a while that you can schedule during this digital detox that you're gonna take? How long is the digital detox gonna be? Well, I think that you have to commit for at least 24 hours, okay. 
But if you can go longer than that, hey, that's great. But I think that I think that we should definitely have the challenge of you've got to pick a 24-hour period. So let's say from you know nine o'clock at night till nine o'clock the next night, that that is your digital detox time. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. That you're going to do that. Well, the final one: use your phone to turn off your phone to help you not use your phone. Hmm. I'm confused. Well, it's just essentially use your phone to help you not use your phone. So you actually, which doesn't surprise me, you kind of jumped ahead <laughs> and um, talked about this earlier. So even something as simple as put your phone on airplane mode for a period of time. Right. So, and again, going back to, to get help from others, because I know that I'm hearing feedback through the podcast, even though I can't hear you, I know you're saying, well, I can't be away from my phone. People need me. My business needs me. I have people that need to get a hold of me. So again, use that executive assistant, use a partner, use a coworker, use a friend to help cover for you because you really can be away from technology for a while. I mean, think about it. If you're old enough, you can realize that there was times that, I mean, we remember when there weren't cell phones. Mm -hmm. So we used to get along just fine without our cell phones. We used to get along just fine without being attached to the computer all the time. Yeah. So um, ways that you can use your phone to help you not use your phone is, like I talked to at the very beginning, um, keep track of that screen time. So set yourself a goal. I mean, for me, I was up 27%. Look at how many hours are you spending on your screen and what is a goal that you want to set for yourself to decrease that? And, and then you need to be intentional about it. As, as we talk about, intentional leadership means being intentional about what you're doing. So be intentional about spending less time, about really unplugging. I think something that I realized actually last weekend, I was looking for a plumber and I was looking for uh, uh, an electrician, an HVAC, you know, the, the tradespeople. And they called on, they, they have a phone that the office has that's for the team Fridays at noon until Monday morning. Mm. And they just, every week, they pass it to somebody else. That way, Great idea. they force their team to not answer their phone. But somebody's there because they have to. I mean, right. it, pipe bursts, they need to respond. Definitely. And so they have a phone that they rotate through because they called me on three different phone numbers. And I was so confused because mm -hmm. it said cell phone from such and such. Right. But they had their own individual phone that they use during the week. Mm -hmm. And then they have the one they rotate. So right. if your job, if what you do, you need that, maybe you add another phone line. They're not that expensive. Mm -hmm. And give that to the person for the time. Right, right. The, the out-of-office emails that, you know, it seems like you see less and less. Yeah. You know, now that people are working remotely a lot more, I mean, mm -hmm. the last couple of years have really changed that, and it provides freedom, which is a great thing. But you know what the problem is, is people think, well, you're reachable all the time. And when you're working from home or you're able to be plugged in on vacation, I mean, you, you like being plugged in, is it's really hard to unplug it. And you have to just be intentional about letting people know and giving yourself permission to unplug because really you're going to be a better entrepreneur, you're going to be a better leader when you take that time to unplug and really do these, these digital detoxes. So you can use your device to actually send a message out to say that, hey, I am away from technology. 
I mean, just put it out there that I'm going to be away. I don't have easy access to my emails. We used to put those things in that mm -hmm. I'm going to be away from my emails. I'm not going to have reception or whatever it is. And then you just give it to another person to be able to, to pick that up. So giving yourself that permission and using your devices to just send out a message to say you're unplugged for this period of time. You're actually taking some vacation time. You're taking some time away. And, and have a person that they can respond to and letting people know when you're going to be back and that that's okay. Yeah, I think that that's a great piece of advice because nobody, rarely do people say that anymore. I know. I just didn't even think about it. I but know. It just you know came what? to if me as we were talking. That, I was like, well, yeah, they're on vacation. It's July. I hope you're on vacation. Go take two weeks off. Great. Right. Talk to me later. Right. Or I'll call whoever you put on your reply email. Mm -hmm. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, and it important. really isn't that big of a deal. But no. why is it such a big deal for us? I think it goes back to this feeling of control. wanting to control of, of being needed. I mean, if as a CEO of your company, you feel like, wow, if if they don't have to get a hold of me, then maybe they don't need me. <laughs> yeah. Which which just certainly isn't true because um, you and I both know that when you actually take time to really unplug, you feel so much better. It just re it reinvigorates you. Mm -hmm. You have more creativity again. You're refreshed. You're rejuvenated. It makes such a difference. Right. So we just did this last weekend where we have had just a very um, heavy amount of pressure and responsibilities over these last few weeks with a, a family issue. And there were just heavy responsibilities that needed to be taken care of. And we were really feeling it. And we said, you know what? We need to get away and unplug for a couple days. And we set up, we had to prepare for it. We set up the people who could be taking our place, if you will, on the things to be the responders for us at both work and in our personal life where there's things that we needed to be responsible for. We got that all set up and we were able to take the time away. And wow, after those couple days of really unplugging, we just felt like different people. Mm -hmm. It just made such a difference and reminds you once again, when you do it, how vitally important it is. And it wasn't that hard. It wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. but it did take intentional effort. So I guess the key takeaway for, for you that we've learned is you're not going to unplug automatically. You're, you're not going to disconnect automatically it's a habit and it's mm. got to become an intentional habit. And the only person that can make this happen is you, is you. You're the only person that can make it happen. So you've got to decide for yourself that you're going to be your best when you actually take these times to disconnect. And so we just really encourage you to create this healthy habit in your life to detox from technology. So now to review, to have the healthy and balanced life that you desire, you've got to have a healthy relationship with technology. So let's review by talking about the seven ways to help you do a digital detox. So number one, start scheduling blocks of no technology. Number two, turn off the distractions. Number three, ask others for help. Four, do a mindful activity a day. Five, get back to paper. Number six, do something fun. And number seven, use your phone to help you not use your phone. So there it is. Mm -hmm. And we can't leave this podcast today without actually giving you the challenge. So the challenge is, can you unplug from your devices for 24 hours? 
commit to this. Be intentional about taking time to unplug. And I want you to choose when you're gonna do that. If you can't do it today, I want you to choose the time within the next few days that you are going to make the commitment to unplug for 24 hours. If you can do it for more, great. But get a friend, get a partner, and make the commitment to unplug. Because like Anne Lamott says, anything will work better if it's unplugged for a few minutes, even you. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today on the Intentional Leadership Podcast, where you will learn how to transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life. Each episode, I will teach you something to take your life and leadership to the next level. Then at the end, I will challenge you to take action on what you have learned. If you're enjoying this podcast, will you please take a moment to leave a positive review? This helps get the message out to impact as many people as possible. And please subscribe to this podcast. That way the episodes will drop each time a new one comes out. Remember, when you grow as a leader, your team will grow and your company will grow. You can transform your leadership, crush your goals, and love your life.